tell us about the business. Is, is it a business you're trying to get going or is it business you're already no, getting going? Uh, we've been running oh, for about okay. six years now. Oh, right. Okay. And so I'm in Canada on the West Coast in Vancouver, yeah. British Columbia. And how it works here within the province, we have one auto insurer. And so anyone who has a driver's license is automatically fits under the umbrella of that insurance corporation. Oh, right. And so any of anyone who has a driver's license in a sense is, is entitled to free therapies. Now the list as it is now will include physiotherapy, kinesiology, uh, occupational therapy, which is not many people are too familiar with, but yep. they do wonderful work, uh, chiropractic, acupuncture, and then there's a number of other ones, including counseling. Yeah. So what I've kind of done, I've created a bit of a niche. There aren't really any other counselors ex exploiting, if you will, that, that funding. And so what we do, I offer free trauma counseling yeah. to anyone who's been involved in a car accident. You know that, so that might involve not only the drivers, but the occupants of a vehicle. It could also extend to pedestrians or people riding the transit bus system. And there isn't really much advertising on the counseling front. Usually when people are in an accident, an auto-related accident, their first inclination is to seek the physical interventions, yeah. massage, physio, et cetera. So as you can imagine, they're not, there aren't very many people, as we mentioned in the forum, searching for car accident related therapy. Yeah. And it, it's been proven to be for me quite difficult to sort of break into that area. So what I've done is I made, if you will, the clinicians, my clients, in a sense, that's where I've been, where I've been directing my focus. So I've been doing a lot of cold outreach to doctors, clinics, to physio clinics, uh, recently more massage, like RMT clinics, OTs, et cetera. Anyone who would come in contact with someone that's been in a car accident, the way I parlay the services, and I'm being very honest with it. We're looking for other competent practitioners, uh, to care for many of the clients that come and see us. And more often than not, they're more than happy to have a conversation, whether it translates into something into actual referral, uh, partnerships, uh, Sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss. Sometimes you just sort of fall off in the communication. So I hope that kind of answers. Yeah, no, no, that's in interesting. What I do. And I think we've mentioned <coughs> in, in the forum that I think that's a really good way of going about things, possibly better than Google ads mm. or, or forms of, I hate the phrase, but cold traffic. I put in air quotes, cold traffic. Like yeah. people who have never heard from you, heard about you before visiting a website page and then you trying to sell to them from that page versus they're in getting some physio done the physio recommends you yeah that's gonna work way better as that word of mouth referral but also if you can meet that get in touch with all those physios occupational therapists chiropractors etc they already have your clients so that's that jay abraham quote who already has your clients if you can contact mm. like one chiropractor who has stacks of people coming through exactly who have had road traffic accidents, who are insured, who are on that scheme and they already know about it. And he know he could send you, you know, referrals every month or every week, even. Absolutely. So that, yeah. Getting one of those 
um, could bring you a lot of business. So I would, me personally, that that's what's worked a lot for my business is I will um, get, get white labeled or get referrals from other agencies, agencies that don't do Google ads, but they do, you know, social media marketing or PR agency or graphic design or web design or all this kind of stuff or web mm -hmm. software developers. And they will, their client will ask about Google ads and they'll refer them to me. So that's how I've got a lot uh, of my business, possibly half of my clients, if I was to look at wow. who I've currently got. And then others, they come through, um, I could just through sort of word of mouth from me posting things here, there and everywhere. Actually, it's not me posting stuff. It's me helping people in forums or Facebook groups or whatever. Me helping people and being seen to help people that other yes. people then tag me as like, oh, and he's the XYZ guy. If somebody has a problem, then they tag me. I, I get involved in a conversation and other people see me getting tagged and all that kind of stuff. So that's where a lot of my business come from. Um, right. So when we go into the Google ads specifically, mm. it's an interesting one. Right. So like I, I my gut says exactly what you said people will not be looking for you know trauma therapy for people who've had car accidents they won't yeah. put the two and two together they might yeah. be looking they might be doing they're probably doing searches um to how to claim they're, they're probably doing searches that indicate they've been in a road traffic accident okay I'm not generally sure looking for are. payout disbursements attorneys etc yeah okay um hence the you know, throwing me throwing that out there in the in the forum, yeah, in that thread. People are so you know the way I look at it. It's sort of this, in, in my head. It's sort of this Venn diagram of three circles. One is, you know, the insurance uh, corporation. The other one is auto accidents, and the third would be counseling, mental health. Yeah, and trying to find what what words, if any, what key phrases would kind of fit within all three. And. Uh, it's either all or it's very dichotomous. It's either the auto, like the attorneys mm -hmm. um, or, or like PTSD, like 17 symptoms for PTSD uh, came up quite often. People who have part of the problem with trauma, unless it's early childhood trauma and the person's been quite proactive and seeking out counseling for quite some time. Most people aren't aware that they hold that in their body. They don't, they're not aware that they have trauma symptoms. What they're going to look for is uh, ways of, con of getting over depression or how to deal with anxiety or panic attacks. So it's very tertiary. It's almost rarely a person's looking specifically for trauma or trauma counseling. Right. Okay. So I, I would call those on, on, Google, on Google ads as info seekers. They're looking for information, not necessarily looking for a local service business yeah. or somebody yeah. a counselor to help them uh they, their credit card is firmly in their wallet at that stage they're just looking for information how do i mm. you know uh what are the symptoms for anxiety how do i do xyz uh there will be a lot of those searches mm -hmm. and that is an angle that you could potentially take by creating articles like because they're info seekers who what, what do you want to give people be given what they're looking for if they're after information give them information so you send them to a page with the information and mm. you kind of have it like surrounding in the periphery where they can see that that's what you specialize in uh you help people with this it's in particular people have had road traffic accidents or been in, involved somehow mm. and a percentage of those people who visit and read it will go oh hold on 
that's me. That's exact. That could be why. That could be why. You know, last year I had X, Y, Z, and now I can't sleep because of it. I wonder if that's. So it will be probably a low percentage. I'm wondering the percentage who aren't road traffic. It's not re- related to road traffic accidents. Are you still able to help them? Uh, yeah, those are often through their um, company insurance policies. Right. So there are many of those. Um, the only thing with that, I don't really make a, a rate because my five contractors, I get about a 30% cut of what they make per session. Yeah. Uh, so with, with the latter, like I call them private clients, I just hand those yeah. off out of good faith, if you will, to my practitioners. And I, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't take anything from those sessions because okay. there's no real work involved. Right. With the insurance corporation, there is some work. There is some advocating to the adjusters to get more funding. Right. Okay. So first off, if you're passing those leads off to people, imagine you were to tenfold the amount of those leads that you were getting mm. that you are currently passing off for free to somebody. Are you saying you have to pass them off free or you get 30%? I am because, uh, sorry, the private clients, the private yeah. inquiries, I'm handing them off because my clinicians have their own spaces. I don't yeah. provide, I only provide space for myself. So I contract already established trauma therapists who have their own practice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm instantly thinking you are a, like a little lead gen business potentially, right? If you're, yeah. if you're able to generate all the leads, imagine you created, I don't know, just thrown out a technical solution too early in sure. this conversation, but imagine you had like a blog and you had stacks of articles about symptoms of this and how to do that. And blah, blah, blah. You know, just helpful short things and people started somehow adding their contact details to get more info Mm. or to contact you or something and you were able to distribute those to your guys and they're getting a steady stream of work then you've got you're providing value to them and value to the the people searching Mm -hmm. you know so and as that middleman doing the connecting i would think that you could charge for that you could make some money off that you know, a lot of a lot of businesses do that. You know, if, if you're looking for a tradesman, you might end up on a, a website and you fill in your contact details and they'll send it off and you get quotes and then those businesses pay for those leads. So that's mm-hmm. something that could be done where potentially you are getting paid a little bit for the, the leads that you, you don't want to serve yourself, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're generating them. And if you get paid for them, then you could maybe run ads and it would pay for the ads. I see what you're saying. You say yeah. 90% of them you're sending off and you get paid and it covers your ad spend. The 10% that you do like, you keep. You're not paying for the ad spend anymore. Yeah. You know? So there's that, but also you could even make a business out of generating the leads and selling them or, ge- or getting to picking up all loads of clients around the whole country of these counselors where you're mm. able to generate leads because they don't know how to do it potentially. But e- even if there's no maintenance involved on on my my end so if i'm just handing them off is it like a finder's fee or what yeah would you suggest? well look if you've generated a a lead mm-hmm. you've done that be- through some you know doing some of effort just some effort you're doing some yeah. effort to co- make that happen you know whatever that channel is like if you're doing something on facebook or instagram whatever it is you're doing something that they're not and you're getting the lead and they might be there going oh i need more business uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure there's some counselors out there who are doing fine, don't need any more business. And there's some that'd be like, oh, how do you get business? I really would like business. And if you're like getting so many of them, 
coming in, you could be just sending it to them. And you've set, you're setting up this system that generates leads every week and you're sending mm. it to them. And they're like, oh my goodness, brilliant. I can put food on the table. And also you're serving all these people who wouldn't necessarily have found the local counselor. They didn't know was there because that counselor doesn't know how to market himself. So when yeah. somebody goes to, for instance, on Google and says counselor in and then their town name, they, they don't find them, even though they're in the same, same town because that council doesn't know anything about marketing. But if you do and you set that all up, then you're providing a service to both of them. That's true. Yeah. yeah? That's true. So, That's so something I'm going to You ponder. could potentially have like the yellow pages for counselors, for instance. Yeah. You know, so that is a business model itself. And then, yes, you could potentially, the ones that come through, if people fill in. So imagine somebody hits the page and... They read this stuff and go, oh, this is really good. This is helpful for me. Oh, hold on. I, yeah, if I, I'd like to actually find a local counsellor, someone to speak to, or maybe online. Yeah, I didn't know you could do it online. I will fill in this form. So there's a little call to action. They go through, they fill in a form. Maybe you ask questions like, what's your name? What happened? Uh, your, your contact details, and then explain what's happened. When are you insured? Or you can ask a few questions. And depending on the answers, they could get sent off in different directions. So it might be, mm. oh, look, that's somebody, they're not insured, it's a pri- or not through the car insurers, it's a, pri- what you Out of a pocket. private client, sure. they're in that city, I've got a guy over there, and it just routes it over there. So it ends up in his inbox, and he contacts them. And maybe that person pays you for that one, or maybe they pay a flat fee per month. Um, mm. and then some Like a directory, you- like, like yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and then some Interesting. of them where you like, Oh, sorry, they've filled in things that where it has you, Robert, going, I want this person as a client. That comes through to you. Huh. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. And that, what you're doing there is, if you just think of the value you're adding, if you can do that, and so where somebody quickly finds somebody who can help them, mm-hmm. you know, so you might ask enough questions in a little expert system. Imagine you've got them on the phone. What questions would you ask them to figure out how best to help them? Where you go, you know, I'm not the person to speak to. I think you should speak to this guy in this city. He's really good at yeah. that. What questions yeah. have led you to get to that conclusion? And if you can do that really quickly for people, so they go, ding, ding, ding. And on, on their phone, maybe they just click buttons, you know, wow. and put down, yes, it was five years, you know, the button for five years or whatever it is. Are you insured? Yes. Do, 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 do. They go through and then bang, roots them. You're providing a really good service for them. And there's some counselors who might, value that as well absolutely yeah i like that yeah and if you hold on to that right so that's a like i said that is a business in itself i'm Mm. pretty sure there's there's going to be some marketing folks or don't do any counseling you're doing there are definitely people doing that who aren't skilled or experts at whatever that leads are generating that's their business model yeah yeah. Whether it's been done for counselors in Canada, don't know, but maybe you could be the first. Maybe you could be setting that up. Yeah. I'm sure it's been done for plumbers, electricians, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you, you could just have a look at those. Um, and then if you're right, so that's a business model in itself. But like I said, if you didn't, weren't necessarily ch- trying to make that a profitable, massive business for yourself, you, it's almost like um, it funds your ad spend. Like I said, if 90% of the mm. leads that come through, you don't want to work with, but you sell them to people, that could just cover your ad spend. And then the 10% that you 
the cream that suits you, you deal with those and that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that sort of solves your problem of like, well, hold on. I don't know if somebody comes through and they got anxiety. I don't know if they're a good fit for me. Like, I can't tell from the keyword, the search term they typed in, if it's, if they've got anxiety because of a road traffic accident and, and that they're insured. You can't tell that from the keyword. No. What, no, you can't. Term? Yeah. But that's, that's, but that's been what I've been focusing on. Yeah. So I really like this idea of a Venn diagram. I hadn't thought of it before. Um, like the insurance, the auto accidents, mental health, trying to find something in the middle. It might be really hard to find something in the middle that matches all of them. I suspect there isn't any. People aren't searching that way. I, suspect. I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Having done I, something similar in Sydney for, he wasn't a physiotherapist, physical therapist. Are they different? <laughs> right. uh, phys- uh, no, same thing. Okay. Um, uh, or was it physiologist? Could be phys- phys- physiatrist? No, no, I can't remember, but he kept telling me, I'm not a physio. I was like, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, okay. Um, so, but I was running these ads, and yeah. what he wanted was people who were insured with these three big insurance companies coming through mm-hmm. and not the people who weren't. And if we couldn't really find search terms that indicated they were insured. Yeah. But what he was doing was he was trying to get in contact with businesses that had a lot of these uh, folks coming through that could then refer them to him. Yeah. Um, but search term wise, we couldn't narrow it down. But all, what all we could do was try and bid on all the words where somebody was looking for, I'm going to say physio, I can't remember what it was, physio Sydney or physio and all the locations in Sydney. And then the ad we'd put down, you know, if you're insured with these guys, then contact us. So we're trying to repel people from clicking on the ad who weren't. Yeah. So that was some, one thing we were doing. So just starting kind of going back to what you were saying before about the directory idea mm-hmm. that would uh, involve, or that would allow me to open up more to more general search terms for counseling. Yes. And, and I all think of a sudden, they are more general anyway. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, a lot of them are just information seeking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So also maybe not use the word, the label directory, because as soon as you put a label on it, a directory or a this or a that, mm-hmm. forget your actual goal is to connect people. Literally, that's all we're trying to do. A directory might be the way to do it, or a simple landing page where somebody hits the page, says, are oh, you looking for XYZ in ABC location? And go, oh yeah, that's exactly what we're looking for. Well, fill in this form and somebody contact you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a directory. You can get a form. They don't hit a page and see lots of listings. That's what. I yeah, think. you're right. It's a little misleading. Yeah, that was I, uh, I used. I used that word, but um, if your goal is to help people, yeah, right. Think of all the people that you can help, not necessarily where you treat them, but like you're an expert enough to know that. Oh, hold on, you should be speaking to that kind of person, or I actually have a network of people of preferred supplies, like including all those those folks that you mentioned, the physios, the occupational therapists, chiros, etc. You know, if you start building a network of those and if you can figure out how to generate leads and they can't, you could be sending leads to all of those mm-hmm. and they might which I have, reciprocate. Which, yeah. which I have been doing and it's, yeah. it's been helping a lot, but it, it never feels like enough. And it's, um, I mean, the last week and a half, I've had about nine referrals. And that's more than I've had in the last probably month and a half prior Come to that. through to you. Yeah. So these oh, are from uh, a couple, a few medical clinics, uh, a couple of physios, uh, kinesiologists, uh, occupational therapists. 
So I have, I do have a pretty wide network, but I find it's like at times it just feels like drip, drip, drip. And other times it's coming, you know, I wouldn't say it's flooding. It's never, I, I don't get uh, inundated with referrals. And I think there's been some frustration on my end trying to figure out why it's not, why I'm not getting more after all these years of really putting myself out there. Right. Okay. That's an interesting problem then where it's, you are getting referrals. You just yeah. get more of them. And yes. more consistent. Yes. Okay. So that's that shows there there are there is the business out there, and you are you found some things that work, maybe not as much as you want yet. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a case of trying to scale that. Like, so a good question is like, how would you ten x whatever it is you're doing? What is it that you're doing to get that result? If you ten x, what or what? Would you need to 10x to do 10 times as much to get 10 times the result? And it might not be that, you know, hitting the phones 10 times. Maybe yeah. that's not what's making it happen. It's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. Um, I like this sort of 10x question. I think it's come from a guy, Dan Sullivan, who's Dan like Sullivan. a business coach. Um, I think it's come from him. There's quite a few people talking about 10x, but the reason why 10x and not 2x is 2x, you could just work harder, work more hours. Yeah. 10x is kind of harder to, you have to, you have to sit back and go, Ooh, how would I 10x it? I can't just like stay up later. That's not going to wash. That's I'd true. I like 2x it, but 10x it's makes not... you think different. So asking yourself, how would I 10? So instead of getting seven this week, or did you say seven? How would you get 70? Yeah, about nine. Yeah. Yeah, nine. How would you get 90? You know, that might... well, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I've been grappling with and feeling really discouraged, but. Uh... The way I've gone about doing things, especially with COVID, because a lot of things have been shut down for so long, uh, was I took to LinkedIn and we aggressively add a, now I had a template as much as I'm loath to use templates and I would just change the name to each practitioner Yeah, and I'd have a slightly skewed template depending on who it was. So I would, I would always think, well, what's in it for them? Big deal. So I'm, I'm, I'm offering free counseling. They're not necessarily going to see the value in it for their clinic right away. So for example, if I'm talking to doctors, I might say, well, it might mean shorter uh, visit times of your patients it might, might mean less dependency on psychotropic medication because they're getting more of a holistic approach with counseling. Yeah. So uh, for an occupational therapist, it might look different. I explain how the mind and body interact and how dealing with the emotional stress will alleviate some of the physical tension in the body and it'll help improve the client's functionality. Right. So that's so okay, so that you send that as like a LinkedIn message. Yes. Right. And how's yes. is that? How how long is that? Is that quite long? No, no. It's, I keep it quite concise. I would say, well, it depends. Concise is a relative term. Maybe four sentences tops. Yeah. Maybe that's too long. I don't know. Yeah. No. No. I'm just wondering. See, <coughs> so I don't do what's called cold outreach. I don't do it because um, mm. I'm kind of flooded <laughs> a little bit. Not like not massive. It's drip. It's drip, drip, drip yeah. but it's constant. And it's, it's enough, enough to keep you busy. It's enough to keep me busy. Um, right. What do I do? I do stuff to, that gets people to raise their hand. Like I bounce around. You, you've seen me doing it. I like bounce around in forums or I'm just similarly in Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Facebook recently, maybe last year, a year before, joined a Facebook group of 3,000 Irish business owners. Wow. And I joined just because I wanted to be in a Facebook group of business owners, not like marketers and you know, just normal business owners because I wanted to fight, speak to normal business owners. And yes, just, so I see myself as a peer, P-E-E, P-E-R, 
P-E-R. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I just like, you know, if somebody asks a question, like, how do you get your developer to speak to your graphic designer? Oh, all right. And I've just answered. It's nothing related to Google Ads. I'm not there to get Google Ads help. I'm just finding a, a group of peers. Um, but over mm. time, like somebody will say something and you go, oh, you could try this with the Google Ads. And they go, hmm, how do you know that? I'm like, well, I'm kind of, oh, actually, they don't say, how do you know that? And I don't say, oh, I do Google Ads. I just reply, you could try this. And then I'm off again. And like I said before, it's like I'm helping people. I'm being seen to help people. And I'm talking about X, Y, Z. Eventually, they start seeing you. Oh, this is a guy who knows about X, Y, Z. Then the yeah. group owner kind of then contacted me or said, look, we have like an in, a paid version. Would you like to join? Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. It's only 150 years or something. Sorry, I say only but flippantly. But like for me, that was like, oh, yeah, cool. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, joined that and then she said oh jeepers you're one of them Google you do Google ads at first and she said it was funny I don't quite trust you guys you internet marketers so we chatted and then she said you know what you could do maybe you could do like a little workshop for folks and help them so I did that and before I knew it so yeah I was doing a monthly workshop for them for her yeah. for free for her paid members and I get the recordings but this that's me bouncing around and then people like so if i post something in a group facebook group for instance about oh by the way guys i keep getting people keep getting confused by such and such this is what you do with google ads do this do it if people go oh my goodness that's brilliant i really like that i'll just reply go oh thanks well which you know what's your main takeaway from whatever mm-hmm. and then they will reply and then i can go to dm and start continuing the conversation there but first off i'm engaging in the the facebook posts people other people see it it gets the posts active, you know, high up in the feed more. So more people see it. And then when I do DM someone, I'm just continuing a conversation that I've been having on the platform. Yeah. And when it goes to like that, they're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you've actually messaged me. Yeah. Yeah. So like, for instance, in the fasting forum, I only did this just out of pure manners. Like people follow me. I'm like, oh, I sent a message. Thanks for following. <laughs> you know, as in, and I started like 2014. Thanks for following. And then before I knew it, uh, I, I've done 3,000 of those, but they're completely shocked. My goodness, what? You messaged me because I followed you and you're thanking me. That's like, you know, so that it's a cold outreach kind of thing, mm-hmm. but they've mm-hmm. already done something to express an interest in whatever I'm doing that actually they're shocked when I do message them. You know, they think like it's, they're completely surprised. Yeah, so... I'm wondering whether you can do something similar. Like if you've got all this knowledge and you're posting it one, one at a time to each physio saying, by the way, if you're a physio, your clients will could do better and blah, 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 if they did X, Y, Z, rather than sending mm-hmm. it to one person at a time, can you do it in such a way that a lot of them see it in, in, a, in a way where it doesn't seem spammy because, you know, like you can value vomit and people go, whoa, this dude's <laughs> trying to generate leads, you know? There's, there's ways yeah. of doing it obviously so you, you you do it and then you start getting known in physio circles as the guy to you know because you're adding value you're, you're giving them tips things that can help their own clients you know if you've got a client and they've got a problem xyz they might be nervous this is a tip to help them re- and they go oh i never thought of that i've tried it you know i'm just yeah. giving examples um then if, if anybody raises their hand or replies going or likes it could even like i tweets uh, not tweet i post stuff on linkedin i guess it, or whatever seven likes or something not much <laughs> but 
but I could message each and go, oh, thanks for liking that little thing you wrote. What was your main takeaway? Or curious what you, da 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 You know, how yeah. does that help? What, are you, what is it you're doing or whatever? They're, they're actually shocked, you know, because I'm actually engaging with them. Purely they're not used to that stuff. kind of, that interaction. I mean, yeah. they're used to spam. Yeah. Or some yeah. sort of bot responding. Yeah, exactly. But it's now it's genuine. It's proper. Right. So you're having the conversation with people who've raised their hand yeah. and can you get people to, can you be putting stuff out there? So it's not, I love the phrase it's, it's be seen to help people. Don't just help people be seen to help people. Whenever all the, com- when everything's in the DM or a message, it's not being seen. It's mm-hmm. all hidden. If you can mm-hmm. sort of surface that and kind of have it out there. So those little tips and if it's only like four paragraphs and probably the four sentences and two sentences might be the tip maybe you could be posting that places that physios could see or occupational therapists could see and then there's another line i like is that um rather than saying different things to the same people all the time you know so you could keep saying sending different messages to the same people seven same 50 people just sending mess- different messages maybe mm-hmm. s- focus on saying the same thing to many different people yeah so if you find something that resonates with somebody like so when you're on a zoom call with somebody a physio or whatever and you chat and they, they go whoa that's an amazing like that's a great idea make a note of it like make a mental note of it you'll see them you know you'll see the aha get wide-eyed yeah yeah it's, you're looking for yeah. the aha moments you're selling aha moments when they get an aha moment Maybe you can can that and then figure out how do I get that in front of all the physios? Now, mm. When I heard that, like last year, year before, I was like, I stuck, it was a face palm moment because I, I tell a story of how I helped my brother-in-law, an electrician, get more business, blah, 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 in 2009. Yeah. Yeah, you've heard it. Lots of people heard it. I got, I, I forget that if you've not heard it, it's a great story. Yeah. You know, even though it's like, whatever, 12 years later. So I said it on a podcast to somebody and he was like oh my goodness what a great story and blah and i keep hearing that and i'm like hold on i should just can that no i have canned it like i've talked about it loads of times but i should just put ad spend behind it or somehow just get it out front of new people every single day instead of Mm -hmm. doing something different every day or instead of focusing on one person and trying to seven pieces of content to try and blah blah blah. if there's something that resonates get it out in front of more people yeah yeah absolutely i'm coming back to you and there's a lot, like I have a lot stored up here yeah. with all the different practitioners that I've reached out to. You have. It's a lot of, of those aha have. moments. Yeah. All those little um, aha moments that you've had by talking to people face to face in person. And that's the beauty of it, doing it one, you know, um, is that great line from Blaise Brosnan at the start of your business, spend your money on date, diesel and coffee, go out to meet people and have a coffee. That's what he means. And I thought, oh, absolutely. That's brilliant. That's exactly what I've been doing. But now it's Zoom. You know, but get them one on one, chat to people, make friends. Don't try and sell. You don't have a coffee yeah. because it means making friends, building relationships, creating win wins, but finding out about them. Then you explain your thing and then you just find you, over time you'll polish the way you explain something because you'll figure out what resonates with most people. And then if it doesn't, then you've got another way of saying another, another. And there you go. After that, you've polished it. You can then create something, somehow get it in front of more people. Would you suggest things like Instagram? I, I know Facebook groups would be a great possibly. Thing to look I don't at. personally use Instagram as a user. Um, so I don't really know. I think 
like I really like Facebook groups. I think they're amazing. If if there are Facebook groups of like physios, physios kins, yeah. all the oh, mental health people and physical health folks, you know, practitioners. I was trying to think of the, the practitioners. Mm-hmm. Are the groups of where where if you joined, you'd be like, oh my god, my Facebook feed is suddenly really interesting. People are talking about stuff that I'm fascinated by. Yeah, I remember talking yeah. to a guy and he was trying to build a web design agency and he was joining uh, Facebook groups of web designers talking about web design and it wasn't getting any business out of that because he's talking to other web designers. And I was like, well, yes. what kind of business do you really want? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not saying he didn't want to have a web design business. He'd mentioned that he's really into classic cars and storing Porsches in particular. I was like, whoa, why don't you go and join some like Porsche or classic car groups or people restoring and all that stuff. And he said, oh my goodness, my feed is just amazing. It's so much fun. We're like, we're like, you know, joking how the, the muscle cars are rubbish and the, the German cars are rubbish, or whatever it is. He was loving yeah. it. And before he knew it, somebody like, you know, he was saying, oh, I'd love to have like a body shop as well or whatever they call it. At some point at the minute, I'm just doing web stuff, but I'd try and do that and then somebody was like oh you do web stuff <laughs> i have a business we need help with the web yeah so he was in as a peer not trying to get business but mm. enjoying it and then meeting lots of people who are interesting i really like that approach and that's something i've intuitively gravitated toward the last year i would say whereas prior i would pitch and it, it never sat right with me I, I didn't want to feel like that used car salesman of mental health so I, I really do like, you know, these examples that you're using and it encourages me to think outside the box, if you will, and yeah. gaining exposure to these other groups that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to offer, I'm offering value to without selling, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's so hard to do without coming across as selling because so many people use it as a tactic. I will offer value to, and then at the end, I will pitch my thing. So people are like, well, what is this? <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, I tune out when I get an email like that. Like, yeah. from for example, I, I attended one BNI group as a guest. I'm not knocking BNI. It just didn't resonate with me. I figured, what? Well, I don't really need the group. I can put the energy doing it myself. Um, not to say that it works. It doesn't work well for all, all areas. Uh, some people benefit from it. But getting inundated for a year after with these, they they look spammy. Yeah. Some of these emails, like, oh, I want to hear more about what you do and i'm like no you're trying to sell me on something i just want to cut to the chase and figure out what you're trying to sell me yeah or just hit delete yeah yeah so it i like this approach much better it's it's much more organic if you will yeah it's like uh i like it's 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 just so funny business owners they are smart they're problem solvers but when it comes to marketing don't know what yeah. they've been listening to or whatever the marketers are just wrecking it all and telling the business and the, but it's like the business owner takes their brain out and goes oh, okay what is it i have to do yeah but i and i i tell folks imagine you're walking into like some country club or golf club or something like that you, you've never been there before and it's just full of business owners and they're all having lunch or in corn you know they're just sat so I'm at the bar having a laugh. There's a couple of people talking in that corner over there. There's somebody listening to a podcast. Somebody's on his laptop. You could just picture it. And you walk in and you go, look at my pictures of the kitchens that we've fitted. 
for look at look at these wedding dresses that we did. Oh, I'm pleased to announce I've been awarded the blah 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 or the you know, digital <laughs> marketing thing. You just yeah. wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. So in real life, it it just seems ludicrous. But people do it online all the time. They pop oh, yeah. into a group. They go instead of like sidling over to the people having a conversation and just sort of sitting there and listening and then maybe going, oh yeah, actually I know a bit about Bitcoin or whatever it is. You know, there's conversations going on. You just sort of go over and join in. Yeah, that's what you absolutely. do in real life. But I don't know why people just take that part of the brain out and then go funny online. It's very bizarre and can feel very impersonal and robotic at times. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, yeah, it's just odd. Um, but you already know how to make friends and chat to people and all that kind of stuff. Anybody who's like over the age of four probably can do that. You know, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so we're not even talking about Google ads <laughs> and keyword planner and stuff. I actually think yeah. building relationships is going to work better anyway. But mm. doing this stuff for Google ads, <coughs> if potentially, not, not, just, not just Google ads, like generating leads, if you can figure out how to generate leads for your own business, um, like clockwork, so every week you're getting stuff coming through and you you know, you've built some little machine somehow. So that generates like 10 leads a week. And mm -hmm. maybe, like I said, some of them aren't ideal for you. You could just pass them off to other people, maybe with no strings attached, in which case they go, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> what are they going to do? They're going to want to yeah. try and help you back. Yeah. Yeah. And Or it might get to the point where you go, blimey, I'm getting quite a few of these. Um, if you were to pay for them, I could get you even more. And they might go, done. I'd love more. Yeah, okay, you give me the ad spend plus a little fee and I'll manage it for you and boom, you can get more of. Mm. Yeah. I think the biggest problem I'm running into now it's just it's something more personal. I have I do about three and a half days of counseling myself per week. So that's my private practice if you will. Yeah. And then there's the the lighthouse counseling, the clinic part of it. And it's been really difficult to juggle them both because even though I do have an assistant, she takes care of more of the administrative side of things. Uh, I'm finding it the time, how would I say it? It's, the energy that it takes to do the counseling sometimes bleeds into the, it, it fatigues me. So I'm not able to focus as much on the business. Yeah, And I, I'm sure this is a thing you hear all the time. And my friend keeps saying you need to delegate more like even hire someone in the Philippines to do some of maybe the outreach on LinkedIn if you're using templates. Yeah. Uh, but that's something that's I've really been struggling with because right. I, I know if I had more time to free up and I have an IT background too. I don't know if I shared that with you. No, you didn't. I come from a computer science and IT and I know a little bit about SEO. Mm -hmm. So I got all these ideas yeah, percolating yeah, yeah. up here. Yeah. And I also know trauma therapy very well. So when I, I can interact very fluidly with, with doctors, neuro, uh, neurotherapists, physios, et cetera. Right. It's all about time. <laughs> I know it sounds yeah. so cliche. No, it's always, always, right? it's always, well, hold on, hold on. It's about time. Whenever someone says they don't have a time, they actually mean it wasn't important enough for me. I did something else instead. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. actually the prioritization. You just, Absolutely. I just tell my wife, I didn't have time to put the washing out. I don't say, no, I was doing something more important because then I'd be in the doghouse. Right. A few <laughs> things you've said there. Yeah. Sure. I'm in exactly the same boat. I'm a consultant. People hire me because I am like, because I 
you know, they see me online. I'm like, you know, I'm an expert and they hire me and they want to speak to me. And I want to do that because I'm actually good at it. So I have like, when I have a one hour with somebody, I'm having, it's me having the one hour with somebody. Not, I can't, dele I can't delegate that to somebody who isn't That's me. Right. They That's would right. have to be as good as me or experienced as me. And, and then they're building the relationship with the business owner. And I, you know, so as a consultant, I want to do the consulting. So when you'll get your friend said, you need to delegate more. First off, I, I always have a red, I underlined it. You need to, whenever I hear somebody mm. say, you need to do this or need to do that. I'm always like, do I really do it? Mm -hmm. I'm like a contrarian, but also having learned about limiting beliefs. I realized that when you believe I need to do this, I need a website or I need it. Sometimes that sets you off stuck. the course and you don't actually need to. So maybe you don't yeah. need to delegate the consulting or the, you know, the thing that you're very good at. Maybe there's other ways of scaling where you still do. Right. So I tried it for a while. I hired in some Google ads consultants, contracts, freelancers, good ones that actually I've worked with right, over 10 years. And I didn't like it at all. I was moved away from being at the coalface, knowing what was going on in the campaigns to when I speak to the mm. actual business owner, I'm like, I don't know what's happened. And, and then the business owner might say something, I'd want to make the change there and then, and I can't I have to go and try. And it was, it, Maybe I'm just not good at delegating that. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to continue doing the work, the coalface work, because I like doing it. I actually like doing it. I'm good at it. And I like doing it. <laughs> so, so much, I'm going to say it twice. So instead, I'm going to try and find a different business model where I can still be the practitioner, still be at the coalface, still be bleeding edge and learning, and I'll try and scale some other way. So... Things that could be delegated, like you said, is kind of maybe the the outreach, not necessarily outreach in, in the sense of sending a LinkedIn messages, but maybe if you can can what you do and your knowledge in such a way that it can be out there permanently, perpetually. So maybe maybe you have a tip for physios to help their clients with overcome some thingy and you can say in two minutes or three minutes and you make out a video and then you put it up and put ad mm -hmm. spend behind it so only physios see it mm. that's kind of delicate that's kind of it's, it's still you but it's scaling you isn't it yes absolutely yeah. you're capturing 100 yeah you're capturing your knowledge and you're putting it into this a system that is then going to generate leads forever for you not forever whatever so that you don't have to keep doing all that outreach okay? free of time yeah so that's what i'm trying to do then the other thing you mentioned you've, you've got the it background i've got it background as well like and google ads and I like chatting to people and I'm kind of I've been told I'm good at explaining things and I'm figuring out videos and how to edit videos and make little courses. So mm -hmm. I like the concept of a high ground. Like what are all the skills that you and experiences that you have where you can stack them on top of each other to create your high ground that nobody else can compete with. So the fact that you know IT enough to be comfortable with whatever i'm, I'm going to use the example of websites and then mm. you, you you can write and you can speak and you can talk and you can present and you know stuff maybe you can go down be like partly a marketer online marketing doing the seo writing the articles and you can see how this works whereas other health practitioners are like well i don't understand i don't know what you're talking about whereas to you it's easy yeah. it's just a system and like bits or, or electrons are going to flow like this through it and out pops a lead somehow and like so maybe that's what you can do the it or that web stuff and on top of that you put your 
your skill and then your yeah. network and then other things that you're good at, you know? So presenting, talking to people, recording videos, you're obviously very good at talking to people. That's just kind of your job, listening to people. So just, you can it, bang, you put it out there. And that's mm. that concept of a high ground I like. And what I didn't like about delegating the, the core thing I do, say the Google ads building campaigns and et cetera, and then speaking to the business owner about it, if I delegate that out, I move off my call, my, my high ground to becoming, oh, okay, I'll be a manager now, <laughs> manager team. Yeah. No, I'm act- that's not what I'm, I'm really good at. What I'm good at is actually yeah. doing the work. And what I would like to do is scale by finding a model that still allows me to be the front man. I like that a lot. So it sounds like I'm, I'm on the right, in the right direction, but scale is something I need to focus on more. Yeah. Yeah. So like you've, um, I've, I like the phrase, um, what is it? Help people get paid, help more people. That's not a phrase, whatever. It's like, so I've been banging on about helping people all the time, but not just, if you're going to have a business, you need to get paid, don't you? You don't just help mm, people. Absolutely. Get paid. Now, obviously, you're going to help a lot of people and you don't get paid, especially if you're putting out content. That's your goal, to help people. Some of them are going to come through and want to pay you. And if they pay you, it allows you to put more out and help more people, which bring more in. So help people get paid, help more people, which to me, like summarize that is start, sell, scale. You've already started. You're already selling. You're at the scaling part. You're trying to figure out how to scale and also like the part of scaling is like also picking which model, which business model to have, you know, like for mm. me, I could build an agency potentially and I've low, you know, 20 Google ads dudes and a big agency doing X, Y, Z, or I could go down and do websites design and hire web designers. And that's not the model I want. I don't want an agency. So the model for me, I'm trying to find a model that suits me and the lifestyle I want. And that can also scale. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like it's kind of partly courses because I can can my knowledge, put it into a course, sell that. That's sort of working. Um, I'm good at writing stuff. I'm good at helping people. How do I scale all these things? How do I 10x the result I get? Like, so for instance, all the articles I've written, and by the way, my process of creating articles is to be on a forum, see somebody ask something. I reply. As I start replying, just just flows, doesn't it? Once you start. Yeah, you, you can't. You're like you're going to answer like just with the one sentence, like two paragraphs, two pages later, and then somebody a week later asks the same question. Go, oh, hold on, I wrote about that. I can't find it, so I wrote it again. And then you get better and better and better. And then eventually, you go, oh god, everyone keeps asking the same thing. I, I, I don't want to keep writing it. I'll go and create an article on out on it. A now. thread. In the future, I'll yeah. point people to the article. So now I know I've created the only articles I create are battle tested. I know they help people because it's come from me replying, being a responder, replying to people again and again and again to the point where I now have to write something so I don't have to keep repeating myself. Yeah. Right. So then once I've done that, um, so I've gone, done that in the Fastlane forum. You can see me doing it all the time, constantly. Oh, go and read this, go and read that. Now I'm going to put those onto my own website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the finished product, so to speak. Could put it on my website, tidy it up a bit, and then I'm going to run ads to it. So that people what do you mean, are looking. What do you mean, run ads through it? I run ads to it. I'm going to oh, to it. Oh, I see. Okay. Google. So similar to yourself. So it'll be people, like, for instance, one of the first blog post was literally how to create battle tested content that people, you know, people know, blah, blah, blah. And then you can create a course out of it eventually. Yeah. People will ask you for a course because you create so much huh. damn content. They're like, 
uh, have you got any quicker way? I'll pay to be quick, brought through this stuff quickly. All right. So I've created that. I could run ads to that of people who are trying to do content marketing or people trying to create a course or whatever. Yeah. I could run ads mm. on Google. Those info seekers, send them to an article that I've written that will help them have something at the bottom potentially of like, look, if you want to learn more, sign up to me, email, whatever. Yeah. So that's me trying to figure out how to scale 10x what I've been doing to date, uh-huh. but not change my business model, keep doing what I'm doing, but like have a better lever so that more flipping results come out of it. I like that because it, it, it encourages me to stay on the path that I'm, at, I'm on because it's, it's been working, but just yeah. not in the volume I'd like. So yeah. maybe, you know, what brought me back to Google ads was, oh, I'm not getting enough from the clinical, the clinicians. So maybe I need to bring it back to the public. But, you know, buying an account on Moz and I bought a few other accounts at the end of the day, maybe I'm a couple hundred dollars in and I'm realizing people aren't looking for me anyway. What's maybe I'm just going down a cul-de-sac or a dead end. Yeah, possibly, possibly. It might be that it can work. It might be that it could work. Okay. That whole thing of people searching, look at, what I love about Google is some people search so specifically that you go, that's a physio. Only a physio would know those words. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a physio and their client has this problem. I know that yeah. because of, uh, so you would be able to look at the keyword planner. And I would have no clue what these things mean. You'd be like, that I need to be in front of those people. I know what to help them with, etc. And yes, it might be that they want to speak to you. More people are on Google to find stuff, to learn. Yeah. To, you know, You're right. Okay there are ways to get those people to something where you give them an aha moment and they go, Oh my goodness, that's amazing. You just blew my mind. I need to know more about this guy. And you know what? And some people will go, I need to, can, how, how do I hire you? Yeah. Yeah. There will be a small minority to do that. So it's yes, very Google, small. Google certainly could work. And what I like about Google ads is you could have all these ideas. You could be in the shower tomorrow morning. And go, oh, just had an idea. Maybe this, you could load it up. Once you know how to load up a keyword and the ad, you can load it up, just test it. Or you could go to the keyword planner and just type it in and see if the search one and go, oh, no, no search one. Mm-hmm. Go, oh, actually, there is search one. That's really, and then Google's given me another hundred suggestions related and look at uh-huh. those. They're really interesting. I hadn't thought of those. These are other angles. Let me try. Then what you can do with Google ads, you can load up campaigns, have a very low budget, $5 a day, and just run it for a week or something. Load up a hundred keywords, for instance, and hundred ads. And just sit, count the impressions, count how often the ads show. You don't pay when the ads show. You only pay when people click the ads. Oh, I thought impressions also were charged. No, no, not on Google, not on the Google search oh, engine. Okay. So, for instance, I so I ran this test um, bid on the word solicitors, which is like lawyers, uh, solicitors yeah. in the UK. Yep. And I, I've got a list of. 30,000 locations. All right, I'm an IT dude, so I go hardcore at this. So Solicitors Birmingham, Solicitors London, Solicitors Manchester, Solicitors Bristol, and then down to all the little villages. Okay, And I loaded all that up as a campaign. £10 budget to start at 9 o'clock the next day in the morning. The budget was gone by 10 o'clock. It was spent. £10 was gone. Oh. Yep. Um, So the ad stopped showing after 10 o'clock. And I was bidding £1 for every single keyword. Okay, But in that less than an hour of spending the 10 pound i bought 13 clicks the ads showed 700 times i had 700 impressions 
but they give you a, a metric called the impression share. So like if your ad showed a hundred times your impression share was 50%, then you only showed 50% of the time you could have done. Oh, so that means there were 200 searches. Yeah. So you can, wow. so working backwards, I knew there were 4,000 actual searches in that hour and I could tell which city got the most searches and it was London, then it was Birmingham, then it was Manchester, then it was okay. But just because I had, there was a lot of searches didn't mean I was in a high ad position. I was able to get a good impression share. London, one pound bid price, it was like pfft, hardly ever showed, but Birmingham, we showed more. So we actually had more impressions. The ad showed more often in Birmingham than London. Right. I got all that for 10 pounds. Wow. That's, a, that's some valuable information for yeah. low cost. Yeah. Yeah. So you potentially could hmm. have all these ideas and go, you know what? I'm going to try and bid on physios Toronto or whatever Toronto. Do you load them all up. You could, you could potentially, and all the info seeker stuff as well, you know, I, symptoms for anxiety or how to get off this anxiety tablet or whatever it heck it is. Mm. Yeah. You could have that brainwave load it up, low budget, and then just count how often the ads show and then divide by impression share and go, Ooh, there was a lot of searches for my $1 bid price. I could get some volume for that. And then once you look at all of them and see where the volume could come from, you go, Oh, that's actually quite interesting. Or yeah, that's high volume, but that's really a bit too far away from my core business. Yeah. But that one there, lower volume, that's actually quite good. And maybe I've I've got an angle there. So that's what I like about Google Ads is you can learn without spending a lot of money if you know how to set stuff up. Interesting. Yeah. And like you're an IT dude, so you you can picture how that, that can be done. You know, yeah. it basically create a CSV file. <laughs> I do it in Google Just, Sheets and upload loads. Ye- yeah, it'll give you some interesting uh, stats for sure. Would you recommend I stay with something like Moz, Moz Pro, or do you think it's overkill from for where I'm I at right now? I Google Keyword Planner. That's it's it? Free. That's free. So if you've got a Google Ads account, then you've got access to Google Keyword Planner. So you can create a Google Ads account, not add your billing details, or if you do add your billing details, it tries to force you to create a campaign, delete the campaign or pause it, and then go use yeah. the Keyword Planner. I did that. Yeah. yeah. So use the Keyword okay. Planner. It gives you all the data from Google. So it's from Google's database. It's bigger than anyone else's. And so you type in a few things, a few ideas, and it gives you loads of suggestions. And you go, oh, these are interesting. You look at the volume and go, oh, that's got more volume than that. It doesn't mean you're going to show a lot if you put a bid on it because it could be super competitive and you've got no impression share or very low. But it gives you clues of what to bid on. Then what I do is I then go and bid on everything and get actual data. Uh-huh. Yeah, real life market intelligence. You're running an experiment. Yeah, running a little test to find out what is, you know, and that little test with a low budget, if I get any leads, it's great. It's gravy. So that's a phrase. No, it's icing on the cake. You know, I'm not expecting any. I'm doing it to, to buy the data. So what's what's the sweet spot for you when you're looking at keywords? Do you look at low competition or medium competition, uh, high relevancy? or like, I, don't, is there... I don't care about those. I don't really? care about competition. Relevancy, obviously, that's important. You know, that mm. person is searching. They're either a buyer or, in my mind, they're either looking to buy or they're an info seeker. In my mind, when I look at a search term, I think, do they have a cup of coffee in hand or do they have a credit card in hand? If they typed <laughs> in symptoms for anxiety, you know, that's a cup of coffee. They're, like, they're reading, drinking. When they look for, you know, physiotherapist, Toronto, that's not a cup of coffee now. That's like a credit card or a phone. They look. They want to speak mm. to somebody. That's a buying search term. 
Okay, so in my mind, there's the two. The, it's simply obviously that's quite simplistic. There's like there's a there's a gray area, but to me, on Google, they're searching to buy, and there's or they're searching for info. I typically want to start by trying to get in front of the buyers. Like if someone tonight, while we're talking, was literally looking to hire you now, and they were perfect, and they were on Google doing some search to them, and you, they didn't find you, it'd be like, damn, it's a missed opportunity. So, try I try and run the ads for the buyer search terms and. The keyword planner might go, there's very low volume. Go, oh, well, I'll load it anyway. If there's no volume, if nobody searches, my ads don't show, get no clicks, doesn't cost me anything. It fails safe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if there is, and the Google keyword planner was just, you know, the numbers are out because they can be, they're just estimates. Or maybe, you know, you do flood repairs and suddenly there's a flood <laughs> in the location and loads of people suddenly searching, you know. So you have your ads ready. And then you go, damn, that didn't work. Oh, well, let's go do something else. Do you use Google Trends? You mentioned no, the flood really. part. Like, you don't worry about that. No. Do you focus on medium or long tail searches? Uh, focus on searches that are going to be buyer searches. So, like, doesn't, hmm, hold on. The long tail, right. I typically do go long tail. That's okay. how I beat the competition at getting in, getting more of the buyers to the, my page than the competition does, is I go longer tail than them. So mm. when somebody's looking for window repairs, Dublin, everyone else is, every window repair guy in Dublin has Dublin window repairs in the ad. But Rathmines is an area in Dublin. If someone looks for window repairs for Rathmines, all the guys in Dublin have got Dublin window repairs. Whereas my ad says Rathmines window repairs. And they go, oh, that's mm. exactly what I want. They click on it. Yeah. So, uh -huh. But the very fact that I'm bidding on keywords that contain a location is how I'm getting in front of buyers in the first place. I'm not bidding on window repairs on its own. I'm bidding on window repairs, Dublin, window repairs, Rathmines, window repairs, swords, all the locations. That's how I start. Because if you type <laughs> in window repairs, you could be going to Google to try and figure out how to do it yourself. True. Probably unlikely That's true. in that case. Like if you type yeah. in turmeric on its own, that means you just heard about it. You're like, what yeah. is turmeric? Somebody told me it might be good for pain relief. What is it? Turmeric. How do we even spell it? If you just type in turmeric, that's an info seeker. Someone types in turmeric capsules, they figured out they want some. Turmeric, turmeric powder, turmeric capsule, turmeric pills, whatever. I don't know how it comes. Yeah. So if you're selling turmeric, you wouldn't appear in front of people searching for turmeric. You want to appear in front of a buying search term. So if on local local searches, you know, physiotherapist, you don't want to necessarily start by appearing in front of physiotherapist. You want to appear in front of physiotherapist Toronto, physiotherapist suburb in Toronto. So you load all those up. And what, yes, I will go. So I start by trying to appear in front of the buying search terms. Mm. And yes, I will go longer tail than the competition. That's how I will try and beat the competition by getting more specific. Maybe, for example, physiotherapist car accident. Yeah. Or phys physiotherapy. Like, Vancouver. Yeah, location. Well, I probably wouldn't go long tail on the long tail there. So I would do physiotherapist Vancouver, but physiotherapist for car accidents, if, if there's something like that, if you did the keyword research, putting physio car accidents or, or whatever that insurance company is, mm -hmm. like XYZ physios or something like that, you try uh -huh. to do those. I like yeah. that. So you have, you've put yourself in the shoes 
of the searcher. Mm-hmm. So they've had a car accident. They it's ICBC. ICBC is the acronym for the corporation here. So it'd be ICBC Physio. Right. Or direct billing physio. Okay. So somebody types that in. They're not yeah. Joe Bloggs just looking for a physio. No, they're ready to, to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. They've educated themselves. But at the start, they might have just typed in physio. But I'm yes. on the back. Blah, blah, blah. And then they learn and then they read something else and some, and then Uncle Miles, his website. <laughs> yeah. Um, said that if you've got this problem and you've had a car accident and you're insured about you could do this and they go Ooh. so they go back to google and they type in whatever that, that that acronym yeah and then they learn about that sorry they've learned they've educated themselves they type that in now they've got their, their phone in their hand or credit card in their hand they want to speak to somebody yeah right the smart businesses i i think you start by getting in front of the buyers first those little acronyms that indicates somebody is educated enough and knows what they're looking for. And they've got a phone in their hand ready to go. Get in front of those. Load those up. If there's no volume, like I said, it fails safe. But then you've got the ads running in case somebody does next month all of a sudden. Uh-huh. There's an influx of people because there's a TV ad that tells people they need to do X, Y, Z before ABC date in the year. And they go, oh, my God. Need... All of a sudden. But your ads were there waiting. right? Then you work your way backwards to... Just before they learned that, what were they searching for that indicates they're more educated than the guy who just said physio? Mm-hmm. So definitely would... target the information seekers. You can target the information seekers, but I wouldn't start with those. I'd start with the buyers. Because if there's yeah. a buyer searching tonight, you want them to find you now. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And then you work your way back to the info seekers. And what you give the info seeker is info. What you give the buyer is quick information about who you are, like who you are Sorry, who you help, what you help them with, how you do it, and a way to do it, a call to action. Like I've got simplest little landing pages where it's like looking for a XYZ in ABC location, three bullet points, oh. and then a request a callback button. That's it. Do you get the right people to that page? It works. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really appreciative of all your time here, but I, I just want to have other, one other question yeah. regarding the AdWord campaign, the wording of it. So, you know, I, I, I was uh, reticent to say free counseling. It just sounds like there's a catch. Yeah. But I was thinking of something along the lines of n- n- if uh, been in a car accident, no fee counseling. Yeah. W- yeah. Would, do you have a particular set of rules with respect to how you word the campaign? Um, right. The Google ads, the ads on Google, there's mm-hmm. three parts to the headline. Headline one, two, and three. And then there's description one and two. Mm-hmm. Headline one which is the leftmost part, is the most important part of the ad. Description one and two may not even be read. They actually, right, I made a mistake once of loading up. I can't remember. It was a Spanish ads in, Spanish ad copy into Turkish ads somewhere. Yeah. But I got the headline in the right language. But it's just the ad copy. The description was in the wrong language. And the CTR barely changed. Oh, wow. People don't really read that part. They just yeah. they type in some words and then they scan trying to find the words. Window repairs, wrath mines. Oh, there it is. They click. Where are they scanning? We read down the left margin, don't we? Yeah. They're not scanning like that. They just want to go down. They typed it in. They yeah. go down. Trying, so for, for a local service, I'd start with wrath mines, window repairs, because it actually sounds like it could be a business. Window repairs, wrath mines doesn't sound like a name of a business. Mm. Wrath mines, window repairs does. Sound like it could be name of business. Plus, also the wrath minds part. Typically, people are going to type in window repairs, see lots of stuff, and they go, "Oh, okay, I want it." And then they go back to the search bar and they append to the end of it other words. 
Tinder replace Rathmines. Then they go pen to the end rather than delete stuff or try and click in the middle and do it. Early, you know, they append to it, and the stuff that they're appending is the most important thing for them at that time. Okay. So Rathmines suddenly become window repairs. Oh, look at all this. Window repairs, Rathmines. So Rathmines is the most important word for them. So now put Rathmines to the left, Rathmines window repairs. The rest of the ad, I, I like struggle. What do I put in this now? It's like a callers now or whatever. Yeah. It's just kind of garbagey, not garbagey. You just you almost don't need much in the rest of the ad. Okay. That attracts the eye. Then yes, they're going to skim potentially or just click and go, yes, that's the one I want so being in a car accident is going to be an interesting one probably isn't my style of ad because mm. what i'm trying to do is echo back what they typed in in headline one so what have they typed in for your headline one to be been in a car accident yeah yeah what what have they, what are they searched for so what was that thing that you said before xyz physio oh icbc that's the acronym. Yeah. I-C-B-C physio. Yeah. Right. If they type in that, then that by default, I would have that as a, he a headline one. I-C-B physio. Because they type okay. it in. You want them to see it. Right. Now, I, would, I would look. I'll type it in myself and see what everyone else's ads are. If everyone's ads is identical, then you want it slightly different. Okay. That's the beauty of Google Ads as well. You can see what the competition's ads are like. Yeah. If you do something on Facebook, you don't know what everyone else is ads look like um yeah there's ways to find that but so icb or looking for an icb physio been involved in car accident you can get um free counseling you know maybe but the point point is when they're looking for physio you're trying to you're trying to uh, it's almost click and bait isn't it it's a little like, bit yeah yeah it is it is right it's like it might, it might be a bit of a jump in logic for that person yeah it might be but go from the physical so to the emotion that is it won't fit in the headline it's like looking for an ic I, icbc physio question mark if you could put that in the headline looking for an icbc physio have you been involved mm -hmm. in a car accident did you know that you could blah 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 right so what you're saying is you're not you're not saying you are an icbc physio mm -hmm. yeah but you're attracting their eye with the words that they typed in so that's what I typically I have on the landing page where the landing page is hit. We don't say wind repairs, Rath Mines. We say, are you looking for wind repairs in Rath Mines? Because Mackay isn't in Rath Mines, but he'll travel to Rath Mines. Yeah. Uh -huh. We say, are you looking for an ICB physio? Have you been involved in a car accident? Yes, you can get physio. Did you also know you were entitled to counseling as well? But this is where potentially you, you might get so many people typing that in that you go, you know what? Why am I trying to click and bait them why don't i just collect the info and send it to some physios mm -hmm. yeah wow okay i'll have to give that one some more thought do some do yeah. my research on I, that right so your original question backing up a bit you said is it worth going down this route yeah have a mm -hmm. look at it because look it's going to cost you time to figure mm -hmm. to think about it but it may work but it's potentially the ad spend is very very low or you can keep it low yeah. So you're not necessarily going to spend, you're obviously going to spend time on it. So you've got to factor that in. The other thing is, I would definitely be trying to think how can you, how can you leverage your high ground? What is your high ground? What things can you stack together that makes you unique, that nobody else could be you? 
They don't mm-hmm. have what you know. Yeah, they don't have that network and the this and that, the IT background, the ability to, you know, figure out SEO or whatever, um, or create articles and create these little videos. That's why right at the start we talked about Descript because I think every business owner type like us who is the front of their business is the consultant, the expert. If they yeah. can present and capture that, so that you know, I've like I've got. Uh, podcasts and videos that I refer people to. I've done them like years ago, like 2014 or before. I still point people to them because they're evergreen. You know, I did it once and I can keep pointing people to them. So if you can somehow record, you know, basically it's can what you already have, what you do every day so that you don't have to keep doing it and then you can move on to the next thing and then you just, you can just point people to it. Oh, by the way, listen to this or read that one. Yeah. And then, if it works, and this is the bit I should be doing, if it works, I should then put it on my own website, run ads to it, mm-hmm. and retarget mm-hmm. people who visited or get people somehow onto an email list and then whatever, take it from there. Well, so it's really about creating valuable content. Yes. Um, and At the end to of the create day. valuable content is to help people. I'll keep mm-hmm. coming back to that. If, people, if you try and sit there looking at a blank screen going, right, I need to create some valuable content, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. But if you yeah. just like are in a say a facebook group of um professionals like health professionals and somebody had a problem with such and such and you go oh i know that and you just go in and you reply that's how you get your valuable content because somebody had the question a legit question you answered and then a week later somebody mm-hmm. does ask the same thing you go oh oh i know and you just it flows off your fingers better this time because you've already done it and then the third time you go you know what i need to create something um whether you create it and drop it in the Facebook group or not, I don't know, because then it could look like one of them spam things. But if you've been yep. there a while answering questions and helping people, and then you go, guys, like a few of you have asked XYZ, this is blah blah blah. Yeah. And you write it, it's like not a pristine and formatted and all that stuff, but just like as a normal post like everyone else does. Then yeah. people go, oh, and then that becomes helpful. And then the people who reply to it go, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that. And then you just reply to them. Oh, glad you found that interesting. Let you know what, what situations might, you know, whatever. How you normally, you know, when would that work for you, or what, you know, what what situations you've had. And then you're having a conversation in front of everybody, and then you go to PM potentially. And then it helps hone your message as well, getting that oh, feedback. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And then you get other people coming and go. I didn't understand. What do you mean by this? And you go, ooh, hold on. Which part didn't you understand? Oh, okay, because you you're the expert and you forget that. It's so interesting, though, when you engage with these people on a more intimate level, you get a clear idea of what they're looking for, and it's easy, a lot easier to speak through that channel. Yeah, and you get, and I, I would recommend getting to Zoom. Just get to Zoom. Mm. Do what I do, like maybe not for years and years, like I've been doing, but just like get. I I, no, I'll keep doing it because I enjoy it. But get to Zoom and chat to people, and you will hone your message. All the little nuggets and little stories will come out, and then also you have they will tell you stories that then you tell to the next people. Oh, I spoke to yeah. a guy, and he said this about you know the Porsche, Porsche and the this and the whatnot. <laughs> yeah, you tell all, all those stories, and it all accumulates. And the trick is doing it in such a way that it's canned. You can get it in front of more people, and building that little system that does it, so you don't have to do it. Yeah. I, I appreciate that very much. I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to carry that forward. Cool. Let us know how you get on with that. <laughs> I, I will definitely be in touch. Um, 
I appreciate all your input, man, and just the time you've taken with me today. I really do. Well, I practice what I preach, I suppose, but also me telling you clarifies it in my own head. Mm. And it's making mm. me go, God, why am I not doing this again? <laughs> you know, why am I not <laughs> practicing what I'm preaching? Why am I not actually like running ads to my own stuff? You know, my own info, because that is my thing, obviously. I should be running Google ads to my own, my own content because I know, I know how that would work. So, yeah. It's, it, there is some sort of, you know, just the dialogue. There's a bit of a, a give and take on both ends. And I tell this to my clients. Yeah. It, it really, it stops. It, it never ceases to amaze me. I'll have a client, you know, come back to me five, six months later. And they'll be like, the way you frame this, or the way this, you said this one thing and it really jumped out and, and it stuck with me. Right. And I'm like, they'll, they'll mention what that thing was. And I'll be like, did I say that? Yeah, <laughs> it, it catches you a little off guard. You, you think something else that you, you'd said or help with that was the value, but then you get something completely different. All the time. Happens. Yeah. All the time. So whenever, so I will uh, post this in the Fastlane forum and I'll do my usual at the end. I'll say, curious what your takeaways are and what you might do different going forward. And people, some people will watch, listen, and I'll get takeaways and I'll be like, I had never thought of that. I didn't pick up on that. You know, you might say something and you, you'll be like, geez, did I say, you know, it's, and I'm always learning from what those little tidbits, tidbits are. And then something yeah. I did want to say to you is like that guy, Blaze Brosnan, he said that the most successful businesses just have a little extra twist on the end. They just do a little extra twist. Everyone does to there and they just do a tiny little thing different. If you can figure mm. out what that is, that, you know, gets you the 10% more, or whatever of all, all the way through. So, it's that goes back to like you already make you already had nine leads this week. Mm-hmm. What's the little the little extra twist? Not the oh my god, I'm gonna now work two hundred hours a week <laughs> to try and double it or whatever. What's the little thing, the little tiny little thing that can make all the difference? Yeah, absolutely. I just yeah. got another one during our conversation, so that's ten. Oh, I love it. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Chat to other people, completely uh, random folks on the I, internet. Yeah, you never know. When you're not looking for them, that's when they show up. Yes, so that's true as well. It's kind that's of like well. the kitty cats. The more you pursue the cat, the more elusive they become. Yeah. 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 You know what we should do? Because um, we could talk all night. Is we maybe have a chat in a week, a month's time or whatever. Just catch up, see how you're getting on and what you've been up to. And I'll do likewise. And that could be quite uh, interesting. I would love to. And I'm going to put some of the things you shared with me into practice starting today. Yeah. Uh, once I overcome my headache, it was very random. I just, so I, I forgive me if I wasn't, I'm trying to be as present as possible, but I had this real severe migraine. I'm still recovering from a really bad boating trip a few days ago. We went fishing yeah. and the ocean was horrible. It was just, oh, I never get seasick, but that was the one time and hopefully never again. So I still think I'm recovering a bit from that. Right, right, right. Okay. No, I, but, no, I didn't know it was a thing. Okay, good. Didn't know this <laughs> at all. You're, obviously, you're you're so good at being talking to folks. It's your job, isn't it? I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's an innate drive. You know, just wanting to learn not only about other people, but interacting with others teaches us a lot about ourselves. Yes. Yes. And I, I really I'm appreciative of meeting people like you and uh, having you know being very grateful that I get to work with these clients. And that's the part I never want to give up. I always want to do some private practice. Me too. Because it's very nurturing. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I will always be consulting because I enjoy doing it. 
uh, always be teaching folks and coaching or whatever in some capacity. And that's part of your high ground, by the way, maybe the biggest part. Mm. Yeah. So don't, so you, you kind of can't outsource that. Yeah, you can't outsource no. that. That's so what I say to my friend. Outsource. Yeah. You can't outsource passion and insight. Yeah. You can't outsource those. I've tried it. No, I didn't try to outsource those, but I realized that's what was missing. You know, mm. they couldn't get the insights that I had because they don't have my 10 years experience and all that, whatever. And then I'm, I come but if like when I try to outsource sales to other sales folks, they didn't have my passion for what I do mm-hmm. all the experience uh, as the techie. So what I can't, what I'm thinking is I need to kind of can what I do somehow so that it's out there. <laughs> it's me. It's still me. It's a clone of me. It's a you know recording of me. <laughs> Next best thing to a clone. Next best thing. Absolutely. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. I really enjoyed this. I'm going to edit it using Descript, shove it. Please do. Them. And it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. And I'm looking forward to chatting to you and seeing how you're getting on and, likewise andy thank you for being you and honestly thank you just as a human being for validating my experience because uh you know it's hard to find that understanding at least over this this neck of the woods in terms of you know well you're running a business and it should be this way or it needs to be that way and you kind of reaffirmed to me maybe i'm taking the right direction but i you know there are some little tweaks i can try and the 10 times uh not 10 times effort but the 10 10 timing things and making it more evergreen has resonated very strongly with me. So I'm going to take that one in my pocket and and moving forward on this journey. I appreciate that, man. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. All right. I will be in touch with you for sure. All right. Thank you, my friend.